watching you. You said Amina Loza, Ail Pravda Zali Setsa Nesminu, Enlightenment Radio, Rupo Vso Musvidu, Zed Vami 24 Godini Musiki, Prami Translacy Tarmishdasni Pied Devisan Harista Pied Kas Mishdagnoi Podrozi, Tokakom. the day goes on, Enlightenment Radio goes on and on too. We're here to entertain you, show you some news, pertinent news, the other side of the news. I watched a TV show last night, it was two hours of pro-Russia, retired generals thinking they know it all, and they're just sitting there predicting how the outcome of the war is going to be in two years. You know, they're psychics. <laughs> Call a psychic general hotline if you want to know how your war is going to end. Well, why not just do that and not fight it? Fight it out. <laughs> or go to Las Vegas and roll the dice. Well, it's good to be here with you. Frenchie, what's the temperature out there? It's, uh, well, at least another 60-degree day here. Beautiful weather. 27 degrees. No way. I ain't getting outside for that. Mm-mm. <laughs> Six o'clock, drive home, rush hour, your time. Driving around those potholes from the drones and swerving around. So we do have some places in the country where they are driving over dark ice. Uh, that's a mess. You can't even tell it's there. Your car just goes where it wants to go. You have no control over your car unless you're driving a tank. Well, I thought I had a special story here. A Russian general... He's uh, kind of getting away from the uh, field of combat, and he sees a Jeep, and it's a Russian Jeep. And he hops in, and he takes off. Boom, he thinks he's in the clear. Boom, about five minutes later, he's in the, in the mud, can't get out, jumps out, jumps right on. Cause, oh, no, they shot him. <laughs> they shot him and nailed him in the Jeep, but they didn't hurt him, and he got out, stepped on a landmine. Those landmines will get you every time. So I, I can't find that story. I'll try to find it during the show. Not that blowing up a person with a landmine is my favorite thing. It really isn't. You know, what a wicked weapon. What a wicked, horrific weapon to tear up a human being's body like that. What happens is just shoot them up. Just shoot. Just have a straight shoot war. No bombs. You know, let, let's make out some new rules. Let's have a new game here. New rules. Just guns. Bullets. Then fight it out. It's all they had in the Civil War. Bayonets. Cannons, a few cannons. Oh, those bullets during the Civil War, by the way, were made of such a metal, those round balls. If they hit your elbow, your arm, your shoulder, it would splatter, shatter your bone all the way to the top to bottom. There was no way of saving it. 
And uh, during that well, civil war, wounding a man was as, as much as killing him because it took two men to take care of the wounded man, so that's three men that are out. What a horrific war that is. <clears throat> so our host website is themysticalvoyage.com where you can find answers if you're hurting, if you're finding things to bring you down during this long protracted war. You just feel like, Lord, why me? Why us? Well, go on there and read the uh, Body, Soul, and Spirit Transformation, how you can lift up your mind and your thoughts through the power of believing. Then read the book Christ in a Mystery. Christ in a Mystery, a conscious exploration of enlightenment. I said it wrong, but I, I decided to say it that way. Okay, let's go to our first news story. And this is uh, a little long, but we'll get through it. This is a good news source. Oh! That'll get your attention. Move! Greetings, YouTube. Welcome back to the U.S. Military News Channel. Today, we're delving into the latest developments in the ongoing conflict between Russia and Ukraine. It's been a tumultuous ride, and the numbers we're about to dive into are nothing short of staggering. If you're new here, don't forget to subscribe and hit the notification bell to stay updated with our content. Let's start. Picture this. In the past 24 hours, Russia's military juggernaut suffered a significant setback, losing 1,190 troops and 18 artillery systems, according to Kyiv's military. It's like they stumbled upon a hidden minefield in the midst of a grueling winter campaign. Zooming out, the bigger picture is even more jaw-dropping. Since the all-out war ignited in February 2022, Moscow has seen a total loss of 318,570 soldiers and 7,744 artillery systems, as reported by the General Staff of Ukraine's military. Now, keep in mind that independently verifying these battlefield losses is like trying to find a needle in a haystack. Newsweek even tried reaching out to Russia's defense ministry for a comment, but the silence is deafening. Switching gears, Moscow claims that in the past 24 hours alone, 605 Ukrainian soldiers met their fate. However, curiously, there's no Russian estimate for the total Ukrainian losses throughout this almost 21-month-long conflict. The Ukrainian military has yet to provide their side of the story. Amidst the chaos, Ukraine's air defense systems scored a win, taking down 15 of the 20 Iranian-designed Shahid drones used by Moscow. It's a high-stakes game of technological cat and mouse. As the sun sets on the battlefield, Russia's campaign of missile, drone, and artillery strikes persists. In the last 24 hours, Russia launched five missiles and a whopping 76 airstrikes against Ukraine, according to Kyiv. It's a relentless barrage that has defined the 
Goblin's invasion efforts since day one. But hold on, there's a new twist to this tale. Winter is here. And with it, tougher, muddier, and freezing conditions are influencing battlefield tactics. As the icy winds blow, Russia is gearing up for a renewed campaign of missile strikes, potentially targeting Ukraine's energy infrastructure. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky, in a recent address, warned of more powerful strikes from Russia as winter settles in. It's a chilling development in this already frosty conflict. Meanwhile, more than 150 Ukrainian settlements in the north, east, and south of the country found themselves under artillery fire in the past day. The struggle continues around the embattled Donetsk town of Avdivka, with Ukraine's general staff reporting that their warriors are holding the defense and causing significant losses to the enemy. Venturing south to the Zaporizhia region, Moscow's defense ministry claims that over 100 Ukrainian soldiers were killed and three armored vehicles were destroyed. However, it's worth noting that the Kremlin's annexation of the region isn't internationally recognized, and they don't control the entire territory. The southern swath of Ukraine has been a hotspot for heavy fighting since Kyiv's counteroffensive kicked off in early June. Now, let's dive into the nitty-gritty of the past day's operations. Ukraine's defense forces engaged in 64 combat clashes with Russian forces. The Russians executed two missile strikes and 42 airstrikes, deploying multiple launch rocket systems over 53 times to attack Ukrainian positions and civilian settlements. In the Pivnich, or North Operational Strategic Group's area of responsibility on the Sivershina and Sloboznashaya fronts, Russian forces are maintaining a military presence in border areas. They're conducting intense sabotage activities to prevent the redeployment of Ukrainian troops and increasing minefield density along the state border in Russia's Belgorod Oblast. Heading to the Bakhmut front, the Russians attempted unsuccessful assault operations near Klitschivka and Andrivka in Donetsk Oblast. Ukrainian defenders repelled 11 Russian attacks, and the defense forces are continuing their assault operations, inflicting losses on the Russians and consolidating their positions south of Bakhmut. In the Tavria Operational Strategic Group's area of responsibility on the Avdivka front, Russian forces persist in attempts to encircle Abdivka with aircraft support. Ukrainian soldiers stand firm, inflicting significant losses on the Russians. Russian offensive operations to the east of Novokelenova, Avdivka, and Pervomysk in Donetsk Oblast were unsuccessful, with Ukraine's defense forces repelling 20 attacks. On the Zaporizhia front, Russian forces executed unsuccessful assault operations to the west of Verbova in Zaporizhia Oblast. Simultaneously, Ukraine's defense forces continue their offensive operations on the Melitopol front, inflicting losses in personnel and equipment on the Russian occupying forces and exhausting them along the entire front line. In the Odessa Operational Strategic Group's area of responsibility on the Kherson front, Ukrainian defenders maintain their positions on the left bank of the Dnipro River, 
They conduct counter-battery operations, striking the Russian rear. Shifting focus, Ukraine's Air Force targeted 11 areas where Russian military personnel, weapons, and equipment were concentrated. Simultaneously, Ukraine's rocket forces and artillery struck three clusters of Russian military personnel, weapons, and equipment, a command post, an ammunition storage point, an air defense system, and four artillery pieces belonging to the Russians. And there you have it, a comprehensive update of the unfolding events in the Russia-Ukraine conflict. The numbers are sobering, the battles intense, and the future uncertain. If you found this information valuable, don't forget to hit the like button, subscribe for more updates, and share your thoughts in the comments below. Until next time, stay informed, stay safe, and stay tuned for the next chapter in this. Well, they certainly gave it the heavy background, and uh, I saw the pictures. It was worthy of that sound effects in that background. The uh, report is that on the battlefield, the soldiers are beginning to, I don't know if they're beginning to, but they are getting fatigued. Let's just flat put it right where the truth is. Both sides are fatigued. You think both sides want to sit there all winter, shoot back and forth? You really think that? And if you try to go back to Russia, they'll shoot you. And in Ukraine, you're just, where are you going to go? The Russians will keep chasing you. So the strategy that Biden has, he can't find it. He wrote it on a napkin in an ice cream shop, and he can't find it. He has no policy. There's no American with any policy. You know, just a few more weapons, strategic High-tech weapons would make all the difference for the Ukrainian soldiers. Would help them out so much. How about a couple of long-range missiles just just pop pop those turbine-looking things on top of Moscow's capital, blow them up. That'll wake them up. Another news story. Welcome to USS Global. In order not to miss the videos prepared by our team, including the special reports most up-to-date advances and exclusive contents on the war in Ukraine. You can subscribe to our channel, like our videos, and click the super thanks button below. The Russian army's offensive on the eastern Ukrainian town of Avdivka continues in what has long been a center of attention and has become one of the fiercest battles of the war so far. But the fierce Ukrainian resistance, as well as the storms that have ravaged much of Ukraine and southern Russia in the last few days, have apparently had an impact on their advance. Russian forces are now reported to be advancing on the city from all directions, while Ukrainian officials say the bad weather early last week has slowed Russia's offensive in eastern Ukraine in general, and around Avdivka in particular. In the south, Ukrainian forces have successfully expanded the bridgehead around Krinky and have begun deploying reinforcements to secure the newly captured areas. The main objective of Ukrainian forces now is to advance deeper into the forest. The forest will not only provide better cover for the Ukrainians, but will also allow them to fortify themselves and thus gain a firmer hold on the ground. As we have seen, the adverse weather conditions have slowed down the fighting on the front lines, but not completely stopped it. With great skill, Ukrainian fighters are looking for opportunities to turn bad weather into an opportunity to strike blow after blow at the Russians when the time is right. In addition to the front lines, Ukraine is also applying its ingenious tactics to the arms industry, 
with developments that are delivering a lethal blow to Russian troops. In an old garage workshop outside Kupiansk, a group of Ukrainian soldiers flash back to the past as they search for weapons to fight Russian soldiers. One of the creative units is working to modernize the old Soviet-era KS-19 anti-aircraft guns and transform the old machines into fast-moving weapons of destruction that can be used to target dozens of Russian soldiers at once. In a masterful act of improvisation and with some commercially available technology, they are turning the history of the Kremlin against the Russian military. The uncertainty surrounding the future role of Western aid has led Sergeant Evgeny Eidvin and his artillery battery unit in the 241st Brigade of the Ukrainian Army to turn to Soviet-era weapons. Last March, they received four KS-19 anti-aircraft guns made shortly after the end of World War II. The weapons were made to be used against targets moving at 745 miles per hour, up to a distance of 9 miles. Ukrainian forces began to experiment with using these anti-aircraft guns in ground combat against Russian troops with devastating effect. The artillery battery unit of Ukraine's 241st Brigade mounted Soviet-era KS-19 anti-aircraft guns on the backs of trucks so that they could be moved in and out of combat. The unit spent three months taking the guns apart and rebuilding them on a mobile platform. The unit also fitted the machines with electronic tablets costing $8,000, which are known to work with a drone and operator to track and target Russian forces. The resulting weapon is capable of hitting targets spread up to 328 feet apart and killing dozens of soldiers in a single blast. While Soviet-era weapons have been used by troops all over Ukraine, Itvin believes he was the first to think of putting heavy KS-19 weapons on trucks. Sergeant Evgeny Itvin of the unit said that in just three days, one of the guns had already destroyed 1,000 Russian soldiers. The weapon was originally used to shoot down large fighter jets, but when the Ukrainian version, mounted on a camion, was used on enemy soldiers, the fighting was over in minutes. The Ukrainian creative unit had five serious engagements in three days. The first battle was the most productive. The Russians did not know about the surprise weapon and suffered the heaviest losses in this phase. In a matter of minutes, the brave Ukrainian creative soldiers managed to liquidate more than 400 Russian soldiers, about one battalion. Eidvin said that after the first conflict, he was aware that the Russians were also using Soviet remnants to seize control of Ukraine. The difference between the two warring sides, the sergeant said, was that the Russian army could not cross the USSR, where every military action had to go through a bureaucratic chain of authorization and approval while Ukraine's military actions were based on the situations that arose. The reshaping of weapons included trips to nearby European countries, such as the Czech Republic, where Itvin purchased four Tatra cargo trucks to transport weapons to the front lines. The trucks cost $80,000 each, he said, and the money was raised with the help of friends and donors. They painted the camouflage colors on the vehicles themselves. With the help of donors, friends, and colleagues, including the Ukrainian Aquine Alcohol Company, the unit is financing the restoration of several weapons, dismantling the weapons, loading the parts into the bed of a freight truck, and rebuilding them on the platform. Itvin reported that the Ukrainian government cannot afford to give such large sums of money to individual units for projects. Ukraine is trying to increase its own production of missiles, drones, and ammunition. 
Ukrainian soldiers have had to resort to crowdfunding to buy drones, night vision goggles, medical supplies, and other items they say are critical to the war effort. In other words, Ukraine is engaged in an all-out struggle to rid its homeland of Russian invaders, and they are doing so with great success. At the same time, the Ukrainians hope that their ingenuity will save them, while they plan to disrupt Russia's military logistics to such an extent that their soldiers will lose the will to fight. Volodymyr Fidio, a spokesman for the Ukrainian Ground Forces Command, said that Ukraine's main task over the winter will be to disrupt Russia's logistics to the point that its soldiers will be hungry, cold, and have no will to fight. Cold weather often slows down conflicts. Last winter, neither side saw a major breakthrough as Ukraine fought against Russia's invasion. But Fitio's comments suggest that Ukraine still plans to use this period to its advantage, even as snow, mud, and ice slow down elements of the conflict, such as troop movements. This means that Russian troops could be stuck outside, getting wet and cold, and Ukraine's targeted attacks could damage Russian logistics. The Soviet Union was once a major exporter of tanks, artillery, air defense systems, and armored personnel carriers around the world, especially in Eastern Europe, including Ukraine. For decades, Ukraine had stockpiles of communist-era weapons that were used both in Russia's 2014 invasion of the Donbass region and at the start of the full-scale war that began on February 24, 2022. Soldiers and civilian fighters from all sides took up arms in any way they could, including weapons produced by the occupying forces. Over time, the remnants of the Kremlin were replaced as new Western weapons, such as leopard tanks, American M777s, and high-mobility artillery rocket systems were introduced to the front lines. Western support remained unchanged throughout, with U.S. President Joe Biden signing a temporary spending bill on November 16th to halt the government shutdown with no new aid for Ukraine. Further aid to the war-torn country is at a standstill, and mid-December is expected to be the soonest Congress can complete negotiations and offer new aid to Ukraine. But it could be even later. This is a concern for Ukraine, but they have managed to transform this concern and fear. So, this situation naturally triggers the creativity of the Ukrainians, and a creative weapon emerges that can liquidate thousands of enemy soldiers in a matter of minutes, as we mentioned. Thank you for watching us. In order not to miss the most up to date videos prepared by our team with the latest news on the front lines and exclusive reports on the war in Ukraine, you can subscribe to our channel, like our videos, and click the super thanks button below. See you next time. You are in tune to Enlightenment Radio, home of the ultimate knowledge of body, soul, and spirit, and unlimited music 24-7. and visit our website at enlightenment-radio.com there you can journey through the mystical voyage and also view our schedule of programming thank you for listening
Day 648. Today there are a lot of updates from the Donetsk region. Here the most intense clashes took place on the northern flank of Avdiivka. The goal of the Russian forces was temporarily downgraded to a much less ambitious, and now Russians are not trying to encircle Avdiivka, but rather improve their tactical position before making another attack on the chemical plant. The Russian commanders realized that no matter how many soldiers they sent to attack the chemical plant, these attacks will be futile, as long as Ukrainians control a critical firing point that allows them to kill Russian reinforcements during the process of deployment to the contact line. Last time I told you that Russians adjusted their plan on the move and immediately attempted to assault the Ukrainian firing point from multiple sides. However, due to the lack of forces, the attacks failed and the Russians lost more ground than they gained. Over the last several days, Russian forces were regrouping in preparation for the second attempt to assault Ukrainian fortifications north of the chemical plant. Ukrainian fighters reported that Russians do not use any equipment to transport their personnel to the contact line due to the low survival rate of these vehicles. That is why their personnel carriers transport their soldiers at best to the outskirts of Krasnogorievka, from where they go by foot to their positions. A recently released video shows that Russian soldiers disperse and go in different directions to minimize the chances of getting hit by a drone. Unfortunately for Russians, the chances cannot be reduced to zero. Ukrainian fighters also reported that Russians accumulate forces in all three lines, not just those along the contact line. Recently released footage shows how Ukrainians strike Russian shelters located in the middle of the fields. Ukrainians usually wait until a new batch arrives at the spot and then shell the region with cluster shells. This usually forces Russians to get out of their shelters to assist wounded personnel, which exposes even more troops to Ukrainian fire. Even though clever artillery and drone strikes hinder the accumulation of Russian forces, they do not prevent it. So eventually Russian forces launched an attack. This time, Russians were solely focused on the most problematic region and were determined to advance as deep as possible to secure their supply lines. Ukrainians were prepared to face multiple destructing attacks along the line, but Russians decided to leave their flanks exposed to ensure that they managed to overwhelm Ukrainian forces. This approach worked and Russians cleared the first section of the tree line. Ukrainian fighters were fighting back for so long that they ran out of ammunition faster than the Russians ran out of troops. When the remaining two soldiers on the position ran out of ammo, they decided to surrender. Unfortunately, drone footage shows that once they surrendered, the Russians killed them. Ukrainian fighters from the 47th Mechanized Brigade recognized their fighters on the video and stated that they were going to storm them shortly and that they would not be taken captives. Shortly after that, Ukrainian Avdiivka military administration head Vitaly Barabash stated that the counterattack was successful and all Russian soldiers were liquidated. While Ukrainians launched their counterattack south of Stepove, Russian forces decided to attack the settlement itself. Ukrainian fighters released a video showing how artillery crews coordinate with the reconnaissance drone operator and annihilate one Russian assault unit after another. The drone uses a thermal camera, so all the white dots that you see are Russian soldiers. The footage actually shows the end of the fight, as Russians run away from Stopova back into the tree line in large numbers and without coordination. Unfortunately for Russians, very few of them survived.
In the morning, Ukrainians sent a drone into the tree line to check on the situation and found loads and loads of Russian bodies lying in the tree line. Overall, Russian attempts to improve their tactical position were unsuccessful. And even though initially Russian forces managed to bridge the defensive position south of the village by overwhelming Ukrainians with manpower until Ukrainians ran out of bullets, the exhausted and degraded Russian units lost all positions to a first Ukrainian counterattack, while the Ukrainian defense in Stopove never allowed Russians to even get a foothold. In light of the Christmas season, we decided to put on sale our solidarity collection with dual flags. Right now you can get our products with dual flags at substantial 20-30% discounts. If you would like to show your solidarity with our dual flags and support my work, now is an ideal opportunity to make a purchase. So check out the link in the description, find the flag of your country and take advantage of this offer before it expires. Your support is greatly appreciated. Yeah, I'm sure your support is greatly appreciated everywhere. During different wars, there were different ways people used to uplift their spirits, to get uh, a time, a break, to wrap their mind around what's been going on and to lift their hearts and their minds so they wouldn't be settled in darkness and fear and hope. Had hope. It's music is what gave them hope. And on Enlightenment Radio, we are about music. So I hope I picked the two right ones. Now, this one is Johnny Comes Marching Home. When Johnny Comes Marching Home, you can look up the lyrics on Google. When Johnny Comes Marching Home Again. Let me find those lyrics. I ain't going to be one lazy disc jockey. I won't make you do it. Let me find this... uh, when Johnny comes marching home, it's in my book. <laughs> Shameless plug for my book, The Ancestor. When uh, Johnny comes marching, and if I spell this right, I will absolutely get a A plus. When Johnny comes, no, I spelled marching with an N. <laughs> marching home. Lyrics, okay? We don't mess around here. We don't, this is no two-bit show here. We go for the real deal. Okay. When Johnny comes marching home again, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, they give him a swinging welcome then, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. The girls will scream and the boys will shout. The old folks, too, will all turn out. And they all go mad when Johnny comes marching home well, a ball be and a ball be a ball be had when Johnny comes marching home. A ball be had. Okay, gotcha. Oh yeah, welcome home, Johnny. So that's that kind of a song it is. Let me get into it, and then I'm gonna play you. I hope I got the best rendition of the Republic. Um, which one did I do here? Well, this is Johnny, when Johnny comes marching home. The Battle Hymn of the Republic. That's the name of the other one. These are our two Civil War. And that Battle Hymn of the Republic. The first time I heard that was when I was a child. I went to my aunt's graduation. She was graduating from college. I must have been 16 or 17. I had tears were rolling from my eyes. I, I was just moved, moved to tears. Anyway, here's the uh, kind of the uh, folk version. Hurrah. 
Johnny comes marching home again. Crowd of checks will line the way. I'll all make Independence Day. We're gonna cheer him three times, three times. Da -da. The purple hearts in readiness to pin upon the battle dress, and they all go mad when Johnny comes marching home. That's me on banjo. <laughs> Well, you cut me short. Here we have the battle hymn of the Republic. Now, I've got two that look identical. Let's see what this sounds like. Yeah, this is, this is one version. I might find another version. Nope, that's the battle hymn. There. That's Johnny Comes Marching Home Again. Okay, let me find the other one. Go ahead, listen to this. That's a good way to end that one. That's a good way to end that one. Mm -hmm. 
listening to is coming from enlightenment radio sound waves that lift your consciousness enhance your mood and transcends time and space visit our website at enlightenment-radio.com where you'll be guided each level of transformation to become an enlightened one couple of songs. It's the same song, one orchestrated, one on the folk version. So I'm going to try to get a little Battle Hymn of the Republic going here, if I can align it up. I'll just play it from direct from the source. Give it one more try. This link URL format is invalid. Really. Well, we'll just have to do this.
His truth is marching on. quite a crescendo and they just keep marching on down the road nope <laughs> let me find where they are that's a nice fade thank you that was uh, some military band that did that now I gotta find this uh... ooh what's this Amazing Grace by Bagpipes oh I can't pass that up Oh, this is gorgeous.
That was the sound of the amazing Vangelis Papathanasio was his full name. He was a Greek composer, grew up in England. And his music, I bought every album he ever came out with. And all of the, by the way, the sound on that song, all of the synthetic sounds he created himself. And he did all of that himself. Two minutes. They're running me out of here. Who's next? Bozo the Clown? <laughs> okay, it's been a blessing. I hope this music inspires you and your people and your soldiers to just lift up, keep your, keep your hearts united and knitted in love in Christ Jesus because it is God who gives you the victory. This is Mystic Guide signing off for your Enlightenment Radio until tomorrow. Love you. See you tomorrow.